one night, 50 cars, one Nicolas Cage, one movie from the year 2000, one brother that you'll recognise from the sitcom Friends, one director that must have enjoyed working with Nicolas Cage so much that he worked with him 11 years later, one ageing Hollywood star to give this film a little bit of credibility, the ninth Doctor in the Doctor Who franchise, one tough guy retired football player just having a stab at acting, one Angelina Jolie giving a turn as a sexy predator and not a lot else to do in this movie. One guy who went on to star as the villain in a terrible Die Hard sequel. A tiny role for actor Michael Peña. One paper thin plot that sounds like it could have been the premise for any of the Fast and the Furious films. One man to try and make sense of it all. Me your host Petros Patsilvers. This is the Caged In Podcast and this is Gone in 60 seconds. Hello guys and welcome to the Cage Doom Podcast. Uh, yeah, as I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking about Gone in 60 seconds, but I'm going to be doing it with a little bit of a twist this week. Um, I'm actually going to talk about this film in total, um, the plot of this film, over 60 seconds. So I'm going to have a timer and um, yeah... Uh, if I get it wrong, uh, you'll never know about it because I'm just going to keep recording it until I get it all within 60 seconds. As much detail as I can. Don't worry, I will expand upon what I thought about the film afterwards. But yeah, the actual rundown of the film will be 60 seconds long. Before we get to it, guys, I just want to mention the website, which is www.cagedinpodcast.com. I'm not sure if I've mentioned that on a regular episode yet, but yeah, that's what I'm rolling with, with the website. You can still keep up to date with everything that's going on Caged In Wise on social media, which is Caged In Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can always shoot me an email, which is cagedinpod at gmail.com. there is actually a like contact bar on the website as well, so if you want to do that, whichever way you want to do it, if you want to have a little chat, um, always rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, and listen however you want. You can even listen on the website. Yeah, the website is a great new little feature we've got. I'm going to shortly be writing a blog about my experience, which I'd like to turn into some type of like... PDF eventually, like a long form, almost like a dissertation essay about my experience and what it is like to immerse yourself in the world of Nicolas Cage. Maybe I can use it as a scientific study to see if watching films rots your mind. <laughs> so in the words of Memphis Reigns... Okay, let's run. So gone in 60 seconds, in 60 seconds, starting... Now, big time car thief Memphis Reigns, played by Nicolas Cage, is called out of retirement because his younger brother Kip has fucked up and owes 50 cars to Raymond Calitri, the carpenter, who is a big time killer, murderer, bad guy. And he then has an ultimatum that he's either going to kill Kip if he doesn't get the cars within five days. So then Memphis Reigns uh, acquires a team of old friends and cons, as many as you can find, uh, led by a guy called Otto, and they go to work, and over the next five days, they make a plan. So what, the final night, they will get all 50 cars in the space of one night. And there's one car, Eleanor, which is a Shelby 500 GT, that has evaded Memphis Reigns for all this time. And with 12 minutes over, he manages to get the car a little battered and bruised up. Uh, the police are closing in, so his rival gang that they scarper 
and Memphis manages to get to the warehouse where they're going to kill Kip. Kip manages to hit his goons over and Memphis has a fight with Raymond Kalitri and kills him and gets off free and they have a barbecue. So for any of you that think this show is way too long and my descriptions of the films are bloated and overblown, there you go, there is a gone in 60 seconds in 60 seconds. So before we get into the proceeds of a little bit deeper into the film, the things I like, the things I dislike, here is a little anagram from The Anagram Hunter on Twitter. As always, it's at Thomas underscore W underscore Hunter and the anagram he has provided for this week's episode is sexy nick does not sing and he is right in this film he does not sing and he is uh rather sexy not as sexy as angelina jolie looking like that sexy predator oh boy um so what did i like about this film the thing i loved about this film is the premise they had a premise and they just went bang we are going straight into it we are not messing about we kind of like i don't know one of the things that's good about this film is also its shortcomings because it kind of just throws you in there to this plot it kind of sets up nice and early that this is what's happening within the first scene you know that the brother is fucking up and it's set up that he has got to bail him out very quickly and then the rest of the film is kind of like an extended music video sequence with them trying to plan the heist and pull off the heist which takes up a good hour and a half of the two hour running time i watched the standard version of this film i know that there is a extended version but it is only like a nine minute difference so i wasn't gonna mess about with that apparently i've read up all it is is a few more smutty jokes and stuff like that another thing i loved about this film is the chemistry between some of the characters especially nicholas cage and robert devour i thought they had brilliant chemistry and the use of like montage in this obviously it is open to it because it is a big team just kind of going out doing different things there are great scenes there are great like partnerships uh there is a moment when tj cross and vinnie jones are paired up together and they have to get a hummer from a parking lot like a big parking block and <laughs> the last license plates read snake and there's a big snake and just vinnie jones is a badass motherfucker just running people off the road coming down the spiral uh slope out of the parking lot and uh, then like yeah there are some weird scenes as well one of the weirdest scenes is a scene between nicholas cage and angelina jolie where they ex- like talk about what is more sexier is it boosting a car? They call it boosting. Like I'm going to call it boosting. Cause that sounds like that sounds sound like I'm I'm in it. I'm a part of I'm a part of the gang. Yeah, we're boosting cars. Uh, so is it boosting cars that is sexy, or is it making love? And oh, Memphis Reigns replies with maybe doing both at the same time. And whilst they're doing this, they're looking at a house that has uh, there's a couple like getting a bit frisky and i'm not sure if it was the couple getting frisky or like the talk of cars because he starts going uh revving engines uh diesel uh, uh pistons uh, exhaust pipes and she's getting all riled up and she's mounting the gear stick and it's getting real hot and steamy inside that car uh, but it's cut short because um 
the people have decided to make love so they can then steal their car that is parked on the driveway because they have this lovely uh, glass front to their house that obviously, I don't know, I they were deep in passion so I'm sure they could have stole it at any time. But I found this scene very weird because... Um, just the sexualization of cars. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, I know a lot of people like cars. Um, I know there's yeah, there's people out there like what you call yourselves piston heads and stuff like that. But I'm not one of those. So I find this sexualization of cars pretty weird. I found like the montage of him getting the gang back together brilliantly. Just kind of snapshots into who these people are was great just seeing um one of the guys uh donny how he used to be a driving instructor and he's out doing his thing and how everyone's lives have changed memphis himself has gone out in west or wherever he's gone to maybe memphis maybe that's where he gets a name from because it is never fucking explained but he is like a go-kart instructor everyone is kind of settled down and they are kind of back out for one last hurrah and you see that sphinx the man who doesn't speak played by vinnie jones um works at a morgue which is kind of like a neon lit and looks fucking mental and then the one person he knows he can't just ring up and ask if she'll be is Sway, played by Angelina Jolie. And one of the weird things about this is, like, one of my gripes about the film is their relationship is not, like, not built up enough. There is, like, kind of, you don't really get a real sense of their past. You just kind of, she's like, oh, I'm a bit pissed off at you because you left. Like, you don't really, because you know nothing about their pasts, really. You don't really care. Like, I found myself just not caring, really, about any of the characters because, as I said, it is, they're just, like, whipped in front of you. It is like this film is, like, revving up to 100. It is naught to fucking... 120 as quick as they can get it and it's just bang 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 after that um so yeah as i said it's one of the great things about this film but it's also one of the downfalls because you don't really care about anyone i didn't care whether kip got killed or not i didn't care whether they got the cars or not i didn't even care if he got eleanor like the car the gt 500 shelby because i had no there was no real, like, build-up to that, apart from everyone saying, oh, he really, really wants to get that car, oh, he really wants to get that car, and it's like, oh, he's had a bit of a shaky past with that car in the past, like, oh, he really wants to get it. It's like, but I don't care, because I know, I, I know nothing about these characters. Maybe if there was, like, a, um, like, a prologue section or something like that, something that gave, like, the opening credits just kind of show, like, a load of photos of their path, but that is not enough to kind of give us a real understanding of who these characters are. That is one of my big gripes out of the way. Apart from that, I found it very, very fun. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is the fact that Raymond Kalitri kind of has this penchant for wood. He is known as the carpenter. I just found that it's just kind of trying to give the character added quirks that he necessarily didn't need. Um, he could have just been, he's a double-hard, weird fucking bastard. I just felt like the uh, carpentry thing was just... 
a ter- and he comes out with a terrible line which could have definitely been handed over to Memphis Reigns himself when asked like are going to kill like which one are you going to kill you going to kill Kip or Memphis He's like I don't care because when it rains it pours which I felt would have been a perfect line for when Memphis Reigns kicks Raymond Kalitri off of like a structure inside of a warehouse that's what he could have delivered that line in kind of Arnie or yeah like proper action hero way that would have been fucking amazing and uh Raymond Kalitri's death reminded me of um the death of Hans Gruber in Die Hard uh, if anyone else thought that just give me a shout because yeah it's the way even the way it's filmed and the way he just kind of falls through the air and he lands just next to the coffin that he had made with his bloody carpentry hands. Uh, one of my other gripes about this film is the split of money. So they are expected to steal 50 cars, okay? And the payment they will get for it is, get this, $200,000. I've worked out that there is... 10 people, at least 10 people on their team. So, even if that was an even split, that is $20,000 each. I get for one night's work, that is a lot of money. But the risk involved kind of diminishes it a lot more. And then, counting in the fact that when Memphis Reigns delivers the Shelby 500 GT at the end... He has dinked it up and it does not make the shipping container. And he says, hey, 200,000, just take off the 80,000 that this car is worth and we will be even Steven. There are like multiple Ferraris that are stolen, stuff like that. The value of the cars that are stolen would well exceed 200,000. And then even with that money, that 80000 taken off, that would then leave everyone with a paltry $12,000 each. Which, I think for the risk involved, and yeah, it is not worth it whatsoever. And obviously the costs involved of like doing the job itself, uh, I get it that his motivations weren't solely for the money, but I guess some of them... It probably would be. Everyone seems to be massively loyal to Kip, who is just a bit of an ungrateful prick, to be honest, who is just fucking up his life. And my final gripe with the film is why the fuck is it called Gone in 60 Seconds? There is no reference to this at all throughout the film. Um, I could get it if they were like, oh, on the time scale we are on, we are going to have to be in and out in 60 seconds. But no, they make no reference to that at all. This film could have been called One Night 50 Cars or The the Car Heist. It could have been called a whole host of other things apart from Gone in 60 Seconds. I know that this film is a loose remake of a 1974 film which maybe dives more into it um i haven't really got the time to watch that to be honest i've got loads of nicholas cage films to watch but yeah and sorry i said that was the last one i have one more why the fuck is just 
Angelina Jolie, so underused in this film. She's just there with her dreadlocks kind of pouting and looking like mm, oh, like sexy and moody, like I said, like a sexy predator. Like, oh, oh. And it's like she's so <laughs> underused in this film. She's a fantastic actress. Like, I don't know... Um, yeah, but yeah, why the fuck? If anyone, if anyone's got any theories of why this is called Gone in sixty seconds, let me know. Overall, as a car heist movie, I feel like this is not as good as the Fast and Furious films. I feel like we are a bit spoiled with those, and some of you might be like, "What?" Um, but I feel like this could be done better. Like, I feel like there should be a bit more emphasis on the characters and a bit of like if I knew a bit more of the backstory then maybe we would feel a lot more invested but as a heist film it was fun and enjoyable I didn't take any notes for this one because I was like fuck it I'm gonna do the film in 60 seconds so I'm sure if I just get the major plot points in my head it will be fine but to sit down enjoy it and just not think about it it is great fun and i would recommend it to anyone so guys that is what i thought about the film and it is time to have a little look at what the scores are on the internet so as always i do not know the scores until i look them up and the scores we have this week are provided by IMDB Rotten Tomatoes and a new one that we have never seen before which is Common Sense Media. I know nothing about Common Sense Media. I don't know whether to trust them. I don't know whether to trust any of these because there's a lot of idiots writing stuff on the internet. So IMDB gave this film 6.5 out of 10. I'm, I'm I'm gonna possibly agree with that because as I said, the plot to this is quite paper thin. It's fun, it's a bit of a romp, but it is not a great film. The Rotten Tomato score is 24%. Hang in there in the bottom quarter, not looking good. And our new friends at Common Sense Media give this film 3 out of 5. Um, yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to the scores this week. But make your own mind up for it. You go out and you watch Gone in 60 Seconds and you let the internet know and you let me know what the fuck you thought of it. So guys, as always, I have been your host, Petrus Batsilivus. This has been the Caged In Podcast. I have been Caged In. You have been rad. Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.